1: Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell.
3: Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with my friend Pastor Clint and we from East Town Church and Clint Dupin is and his wife Michael are just a joy. They're, you know, we're going to get some we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some jokes today. I'm, I'm just going to say that up front. but, but currently, they are leading Easttown Church um, in the San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, been with us for a couple of years here in the Bay after ministering out in the SAC area, Sacramento and, um, and leading student ministries such as Daybreak Church. Um, and then also uh, leading a, as a acting as a we're not acting, but the lead pastor of Kensington Church in uh, Detroit for nearly 10 years before that. Uh, some of the things that uh, Pastor Clint was focused on while serving at Kensington is uh, Man Up, Rock Your Family and Hope Water Project. And um, we'll talk a little bit about the, the wonderful things that he and his wife, Michael, have been doing to serve underserved communities especially here in the bay area so um thank you for being on the show pastor clint and uh yeah how are you doing today
4: I'm doing great. Um, I don't know where you got that bio from, but that guy sounds pretty cool. He's I don't know.
3: cool. He's a cool guy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's super to- cool, too. I mean, you look GQ in this picture.
4: <laughs> hey, you know, it's like, um, I'll tell you, it's like, you know, those pictures they do when presidents go into office. Like Obama, when he went into office, he's looking all clean and young. And then that post picture is like, <laughs> was, he,
3: gray hair. was he?
4: Yeah, was he in office for thirty two years? Like what? <laughs> what happened? That's what church planning does to you. It's like right. you go in, you know what you're doing, and then within a year, it's like, what the heck did I get myself into?
3: <laughs> Is that why you're wearing a hat today? Is That's that right?
4: I don't show. I don't show anybody upstairs anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. My my, our oldest son, he shaved his head completely, and uh, the youngest son, he was like near tears because I guess he liked his curly hair, and he's like. Why What? you like son you'll figure it out later that you get to a certain age and <laughs> it's
4: time to and let it go. To
3: go balls
4: <laughs> just a few guys up there hanging on it's time yeah. to cut them
3: <laughs> anyway well so how are you in the family I know you you guys have had some things going on and as we all have um, been a busy season and so how are you and the family coming along And, um, yeah, what's, what's East town, the East town fam up to?
4: Yeah. Um, well, I can start with my family, you know, my personal family, I have four kids and, um, you know, everybody's pretty healthy right now. Um, we have kids from 28 down to 10 years old. So 28 years old. And we have a 18 year old who just moved out of the house this past season. She's in Virginia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we have a a 14 year old who's a freshman at Cal high here in the East Bay. And then we have a, our last one is 10. This will be our last year of elementary school. And so, um, yeah, they're doing good. You know, we're right in the middle of winter sports of soccer and different things like that. Um, adjusting to our new life with only two children in the house and not, you know, not three. And, yeah. Um, but that's good. Um, East Town, I'll tell you, we're in a season of, you know, we were two years of age when we hit COVID, the pandemic, and um, did not realize what that, you know, as many leaders of organizations and pastors would even say, is like, had no idea what that would do to us. Mm. And um, when we came back in person, you know, it's been about a year and a half now, um, I was like, what? Where did everybody go? Right. Mm-hmm. It's like and so it wasn't just the pandemic. It was um you know, the racial injustice issues that were bubbling up. It was Christian nationalism. It was, you know, the divide politically and everything that kind of just took its toll on the church and revealed a lot of stuff. And so this past year and a half, um, I've, you know, we've been really strategic with our team, our East town community and said, Hey, we're not relaunch. We're not relaunching. We already launched. We launched four years ago. We're going to rebuild and we're going to rebuild with what we have. And so, We've really been in a season of developing and just loving um, on people not really focused as hard and as much as we were on outreach. Um, but what's really amazing, Vanessa, is like when you focus on the right thing, growth happens. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we say, well, we want to grow. You never grow for growing's sake. You grow because you're doing the thing, right? You're caring for the people that God Um, brings to you. And that's one of the things that we've been doing for the last year. So we're just now experiencing some pretty cool growth, not just numerically, but we're seeing um, lives transformed. It seems like we are getting a lot of people with some tremendous hurt and pain and wounds. Mm. Um, It's almost like the church is the last resort, uh, which I think is why Jesus came. It's like the church should be like triage, right? It should be like the emergency room. So that's where we're at.
3: Wow. That's wonderful. And I love that, you know, um, you, you're not there for growth's sake, right? You're there to serve the people. And, you know, it, it's felt when I've come to your services, it's felt when I'm in your presence, when I'm talking to you about the things that we're doing, it's, you know, you're, you're here for it, you know, and that, That means something. I think it means something to God and it means something to the people. They, you know, we, we can tell people can tell when, when we're Mm -hmm. really in it for the right reasons. And, um, I keep saying, I keep telling the Lord, I'm not, I I don't want to do it anymore. (laughs) He's like, no, 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 you, you're going to do a little bit more. (laughs) And so, you know, and, and so I think it's an honor to be able to grow in a way that is done through that love and caring of the people that, you know, that he assigns to us. Right. And so, so you've got some new folks that have come in, people who maybe have, you know, greater needs than folks in the past. And, you know, tell me about that. How, 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 how are you training? How are you equipping your team to meet some of those needs?
4: Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. I think I think where I would start or I think where it starts is when you acknowledge your own wounds and pains and um, your own brokenness. And, you know, it's easy to talk about healing. It's easy to talk about we're broken and we need to, we need God as the answer. And which I'm I'm not saying anything against, but I think one of the things that COVID, at least that period of time, the pandemic, all of the things that were happening and transpired, I think we woke up to the fact that, man, people really have not, we've been more, um, you know, our our faith has been more determined by programs and we, we, you know, we judge it by how many programs we go to or our attendance. And this isn't, I'm, I'm not blaming this on people. I'm kind of blaming it on leadership of the church where we've, we've, we've started to judge ourselves by, I always say butts and bucks, right? It's like, mm-hmm. how much the, what's the attendance look like? How much money is coming in and realized you know the greatest opportunity I think that we as pastors and leaders had during the the pandemic is to realize we haven't really discipled people in their brokenness. Um, we yeah. really haven't helped people where they needed to be helped. And then I think the mirror was turned back on us as as leaders, as men and women that are leaders of the church, and saying, "Wow, we haven't dealt with some stuff in our own life." Mm-hmm. And So I think we start there. I think that's one of the things that we've really been acknowledging with people is like, hey, here's here's where we're at. Yeah, Um, yeah, we need Jesus. Yes, we need therapy. Yes, you know, we need community. Um, All of those things work together. So I think one of our trainings uh, or or how we are equipping people is just to get to the place to be honest with themselves. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm taking a word into 2023 is honesty is honest with myself where I am. um, Be honest with the people that God is placing in front of me and helping people figure out what does it look like to be really honest with themselves and then what is that next step that god is directing us to so i think as a church and as leaders is how do we help people one of the greatest things i think we can do to equip people is to help them hear the voice of god mm. it's like all all i can do is you know as a as a follower of jesus as a leader in the church is to is to teach people about jesus who god is but it's on people if they're going to actually listen and obey and trust God. Right. That's the other thing. Yeah. And then that's when I think that's what discipleship is about is really helping people discern the voice of God and to actually believe it and trust it.
3: Yeah. Ooh, so hard, so hard to do. We're going to take a quick break um, and come back. I want to, I want to talk a little bit about that discerning the voice of God and obeying what you, what you discern we're going to come right back. And Thanks. For listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
1: For more information on this program, visit LoveNeverFailsUs.com. That's LoveNeverFailsUs.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. That's d o v e teachings where you will find peace in your daily life through the teachings of Jesus. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell.
3: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Pastor Clint Dupin of Easttown Church. And we just left off the last segment talking about discerning the voice of God and and not just discerning, but obeying. And uh, I love I can't remember my I think my husband preached this once, but I I think he got it from someone else. And it said, I'm not a believer of the word. I'm an obeyer of the word. And it's not enough to just say you're a Christian, but uh, to actually obey what God is telling you to do. So how exactly you're like, you know, someone's probably listening right now and they're saying, you know, I hear a lot of things, you know, I I got a lot of fears, Clint, I got a lot of anxieties and, you know, and I feel
5: overwhelmed. How
3: how do I know what God is telling me to do?
4: I don't know how you do that, Vanessa. (laughs) Um, You know, I I really do think it's, it's more, how do I say this? I think it's easier than we have made it in the church. I think, um, I think for me, and then I'll start here. I think for me, obedience to Christ is acknowledgement of what he has done for me on the cross. Right. And so the more, I mean, we can have great time alone sessions. We can get up, do our meditation and, and, have some peace inside, but if we don't act on that peace, it's all for naught. And I think, you know, first of all, it's like one of the things I'm really trying to help people. I think we can do this in Advent is um, it's in the waiting. We're doing a series called in the waiting right now. And we're talking, you know, two weeks ago, we talked about peace and peace can only be found in our lives through Jesus, it can't be determined by the circumstances that are around us. And I just think in this world, we can help people experience peace by not jumping from circumstance to circumstance. Cause I think if we've seen anything from the last two or three years is we can't control our circumstances. Yeah, We can't tr- control any of that. And it's like, I'm going to switch my career. I'm going to switch my job. I'm going to switch my marriage. I'm going to switch a new relationship. I just get me into something new and then I'm going to experience that peace. It's like, man, Jesus walked to the cross in the worst scenario ever and was able to experience peace um, in the midst of un known circumstances and awful circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I think for, for me where I am right now, I don't necessarily have all the answers to this question at all, but I would just say the more I understand who Jesus is, the more I have my one finger in the gospels that I'm reading about the character of Christ and who he is. And when things come along my way, do they match the character of Jesus? Um, Is it, does this reflect Christ? Mm -hmm. Is this a circumstance I'm finding that myself in that um, is is a good one or a bad one? Because here's the thing, we can find ourselves in great circumstances and we can mistakenly think, oh, God is in this. Mm. Right? We say God is blessing us because things are good. Well, that goes against everything if I'm reading about Jesus because his path led to a torturous death. Right. So it's like, I just think if we can walk alongside of people and help them understand when when the voice of God it might not speak audibly right. but there's in our soul there's something deep within where we feel this nudging or this push where we're like yeah that's the peace that's the joy I can only find in Jesus like the more i focus on Jesus and what he has done that's the peace that i can have in me. And that's a hard thing. I know that's easier said than done, but that's, that's a tough thing.
3: Yeah. I'm hearing that song. The more I seek you, the more I find you. I, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm hearing it as you're speaking, uh, you know, sitting at your feet, uh, just, just spending time. I, I feel like a lot of the reason why we have these anxieties and these, um, Oh, this feeling of being overwhelmed is that we want that drive through, uh, you know, that drive through peace, that drive through experience. And yeah, we're not willing good. to get a quiet and get alone and, you know, get in our word and just just sit with it. Write it down. Say, you know, God, what what do you think about this? Yeah. questions? Um, you know, there I was reading um, speaking of Advent, I was reading a scripture in my devotional uh i think it was yesterday and and it it was uh let's see here luke in luke 1 um in luke 130 it says do not be afraid mary the angel told her for you have found favor with god you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him jesus i mean you're talking about a 14 year old right being told you're you're i think 14 15 you're 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 going to give earth to a son right and he'll be great and all these wonderful things about him and then mary asked the angel but how can this happen (laughs) so she's like how can this happen i am a virgin right she's it's not really make i mean she's being talked to by an angel and by god right and she said how can but how can this happen the logic i am a virgin you're talking to an angel. (laughs) This is not, this is like not normal here, (laughs) but sometimes I think we, um, you know, we, we want to put it in, in, the context of our own humanity, and we need we want everything to come to us in these sort of normal ways. Like, send me an email, Lord. You know, give me the strategic plan. You know, uh, uh, make it plain and clear, and, and He will. But it just it's that maybe awkward still time where where people, our friends and family, are saying, "Hey, come come to my party on Saturday," and you're like, "No." I'm I have something to do. What are you doing, best friend? Really in your business? What are you doing? You know? You're like, uh I'm gonna just spend time with the Lord. Ooh, you're weird. Yeah. You know, what do you spend time with the Lord? Yeah, I'm gonna go and get along with him. I'm gonna go hear hmm. what he has
4: to say about my life. So I don't know. I mean I think I think I think that's a great illustration too. It's like I heard my friend say yeah. Can you imagine your daughter coming home or some, you know, Mary coming home, your daughter, put your name in her spot, say, hey, Holy Spirit says I'm pregnant. Well, I hope the whole, he goes, I hope the Holy Spirit got you a house too." like, <laughs> like in that in this context is like it's totally different. But the, the the thing about Mary, that's so beautiful and how strong I, I think I grew up. I don't know if we have time for this. I think I grew up in a tradition where we always made Mary lowly and weak and look how God chose this woman. And she, you know, woman. And I got, I was like, no, Mary was strong. Yeah. Mary was bold. Look at her song. I mean, yeah. this, this woman had something and and there's a phrase and I, I think it's in the NIV. It talks it, it, one of Mary's phrases is say, may it be okay. Mm-hmm. If this is what it is, may it be, may it be only comes from a growing and trusted relationship with it, with God. If this is what you're doing, Holy Spirit, may it be. Cause I've had enough experience with you. I've had enough things going on in my life. I trust you enough. I've seen you enough. If this is, cause she should have been taken to the city gates and stoned. Right. But she says, okay, may it be. She trusts in this God. Somebody invested in Mary.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Some amazing things she was a strong woman like it was amazing
3: yeah and come then on. and then yeah and then she was 14 so you and called she it a woman 14. but she was, she was a teenager come on now yeah. <laughs> this is remarkable so yeah, she... uh, yeah. so okay well we, we got to take a break so we'll be right back and thanks for listening to love never fails radio
1: to join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors.
5: This is Dr. Meluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success.
1: and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell.
3: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Pastor Clint Dupin of Easttown Church. We're just having a whole discussion here about Mary and Mother of Jesus and waiting and Advent and hearing from the Lord, all kinds of good stuff. So I wanted to just take a moment to uh, formally thank you and the Easttown family. And the New City Church family in Oakland, just the two of you guys coming together to love on us, as you did uh, when we did the Freedom Walk uh, earlier this year in Oakland. Um, Such a blessing um, to it was incredible. I thought it was incredible that the rain was pushed back so we could do our walk. I mean, literally these clouds, dark like gray and black clouds that had were just swelling up with, with water and held off in this circle where we had this light coming down over the field where we're walking. I thought that was just so remarkable. We had almost 200 people out and um, just walking for freedom. And uh, yeah, I wanted to thank you so much. Oh
4: man, we, it's an honor. I mean, Everybody, you know, I get a chance to talk to you about Love Never Fails. Is it's one of the greatest organizations that we can be partnered with, and it's not think us, it's thank you all. I think what you're doing as I wish we could support more um, financially and support more with even volunteers. I think what you all are doing is 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 where it is. So, yeah, thank you for gospel,
3: absolutely. Well, I wanted to share something with you. It's a bit. It's a bit early, but I just want to I'm not going to say too much about it because we're still praying it in. But a few blocks away from there is where there is a blade, you know, right where we were. We were doing our walk around and it was demonstrative. I always believe when you're doing things in the the natural, we don't realize a lot of the stuff we do in the natural is moving things in the spirit realm. And uh, so we're there. We were walking around the track um, and there is a track literally, um, a place where people are sold just down the road. And, uh-huh. and we drove by there, a few of us. Uh, I had a couple of ladies that um, are graduates from our program in my car. And we drove by there and one of the young ladies said she looked at a church. And she said, I used to sit on that step right there when my feet got too tired from standing on the corner. And it was raining by then. And she said, I'm so glad that I'm in this car with you and not out there. And um, it was, yeah, I mean, inside, I didn't want to cry in front of her because I don't want to upset her, but inside I was just like crying happy tears um, and uh, sad tears. And and then what has happened since that time is that um, we are actually in conversations with uh, one of the, churches in that neighborhood about um, doing building an outreach institute that will basically be a place where people can come and be trained up to do outreach um, anytime day in your know, morning, noon, night and day um, it will be open to do outreach right there off of that track. And so I just have to believe that there is a connection here between kind of all of the very pointed Um, efforts on your part, you know, Easttown, New City, all the people that have volunteered. We had some people come down from Sacramento. It was just everybody putting forth their, putting their feet to the walk, right? Walking the walk, talking the talk. And here we are just six months later talking about actually setting up a outreach institute, a training center that will multiply the amount of outreach that goes on throughout the city. So
4: thank you. Wow. That's incredible. And that's a great story. And that's so real. It's like you you are in it every day um, with people. Your team is in it. And it was, you know, even walking with some of the people around on, on that Freedom Walk, just hearing some of their stories. And um, yeah, it was incredible. And so we're, we're so thankful for you.
3: Yeah. 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 So, so one of the things too, that I think is, is really beautiful is the way that you guys, um, not only come, come alongside us, but you come alongside schools and mm-hmm. children, younger children that are, um, at, you know, at risk. Yeah. And I think that is so, you know, what I love is when we are, um, we are, um, kind of peppering, our efforts and our love across the, the, the spectrum where, you know, I'm going to do some prevention right in the schools, because if I pour into uh, an elementary school student, right, I I maybe prevent their family from going hungry. I prevent their family from being homeless. I, I help them with to learn, to read, uh, which could be a prevention from trafficking and other things. Is that kind of your philosophy? Like, how do you snap all of that together? To all mm. the things you guys do.
4: Yeah, I, I think it started for me. My my eyes were open when I was in Detroit. Um, when we were leading um, a church in Metro Detroit, we found ourselves in a very affluent area, mm-hmm. and it's amazing how much. Um, uh, stuff happens and not not good stuff happens in affluent areas and and, and that surrounds it. it. It's a facade. And um, I think my eyes were really open because we were we were directly between Pontiac. Um, we were about 30 minutes south of about 40 minutes south of Flint, uh, which was where all the water crisis happened. That was a national story. And then Detroit. And so there's high crime. High trafficking, You know, all in all of those areas. Um, what what I was exposed to is like I felt like the ground floor, the open door um, were, were elementary schools. And I felt like if we could get into and, and it started, I still remember um, I took I think it was with United Way. I think it was with United Way, we did uh, one of the regional offices were, were in Detroit and we did a tour with them and they exposed us to some stuff. They said um, the prison systems and you probably heard this, the prison systems were built in Florida based on third grade reading levels. Mm-hmm. And, I, and this was probably about 13 years ago and I would never heard that before. And this was kind of common knowledge to other people. I'm like, wait a second something is jacked up, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, if we're using our energy, time, resources for prison systems that are huge money makers, why aren't we, you know, reallocating that money? And why isn't the church at the forefront of this? Right. And so there was, there's a group of us that were just like, all right, like, let's get, let's get serious. Let's start forming relationships with local schools in the area. And so, um, I might not be answering your question about this, but one of the things that we started discovering is that the layers um, when we got into the schools. And this is terrible to say, but I know kids need backpacks. Mm-hmm. No kids need backpacks. Yes. That's just. That's just that's nothing compared to what really needs to happen in some of these elementary schools. And it's just an open door to the community. And I think if we can reach the schools, not about getting these people to our churches, but being the gospel where they are. I mean, it just started opening my eyes to the trafficking situation, the drug situation, the lack of families, all of those different things. So what can we do as a church? So my heart has always, one of the things from that, that, that point on is right when we got here is like, How can we form relationships with local schools, especially schools that are kind of marginalized? So one of the schools we're partnered with is 96 percent of the children are on subsidized food programs. Wow. So how you know that that's just one piece of it. So once you start peeling back the layers, you start discovering all of these different things that are happening. So that's that's that's. How we look at it and and part of and I don't know if you asked this question, I'll I'll wrap this up real quick. But part of it is how we form our love local partnerships is who are organizations or people doing what we could never do and are doing it well and share the same values. Not necessarily Christian values, Mm -hmm. but the values are connected to Christ. Maybe some organizations just don't know it. So that's how we pick and determine who our love local partners are
3: beautiful okay we're gonna take a quick break uh we're gonna come back and um i want to just touch a little bit more on this because i think that as people are listening uh you know there's a lot of low-hanging fruit let's just say in your in our communities and i want to talk about how people can get started even now in giving back we'll be right back and thanks for listening to love never fails radio
1: For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com.
2: We'll be right back with more right after these messages.
1: Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell.
3: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Pastor uh, Clint Dupin. And I was I was getting ready to say uh, pilot, <laughs> pilot, <Yeah. Dupin. laughs> uh, right. captain, captain Dupin. Um, Cap. He was he, he was yeah Cap. I'm just going to call you Cap. So uh, we were just chatting about uh, you know the last segment and what. What uh, is the importance, really, of landing the plane with our children, right? Of being there for young kids. And you might be saying, well, what's the correlation to human trafficking? A whole lot. Let me tell you, Uh, when we think about um, children, so uh, hopefully I've talked about this many times on the show, adverse childhood experiences, ACEs. People who have very high ACEs are at high risk of human trafficking. ACEs are things like, um, do you have a family member that is incarcerated? Uh, have you experienced any form of abuse? Have you experienced homelessness or, you know, addictions in your family of origin? These kinds of things make you uh, place you at risk for all kinds of um, challenges in life. And actually, um, according to the, there was a pretty robust, you know, evidence-based study that was done by the CDC and Kaiser um, that showed that people who had were impacted by some of these things, which would basically allow you to have that low, you know, low-income lunch, as you mentioned, you know, that these these families that are suffering from poverty, um, the folks that are impacted, they, it's been shown that they have higher hypertension, higher, you know, instances of diabetes. They have a, actually life expectancy as reduced uh, because of disease and unwell, you know, lack of health. There's um, so many there's studies even now that have been done about mental health disorders that begin to. Uh, present themselves in adulthood because of these uh, high adverse childhood experiences. So here you are, you're coming into the school and you're, you're doing more than bringing in a backpack. You're being a present resource to folks in a school. How, you know, somebody's listening and they're thinking, well, how do I do that? What do you do? How do you go about that?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I I'm a, I don't know how familiar you are with like personality profiles and I'm oh, yeah. at the Enneagram. I'm, a, I'm an eight. You know I'm I'm high challenge. Um, I want to always be doing more. Like I want to quit my job and go help Vanessa. Love never fails. That's right. to Take over the world. But <laughs> I think I think sometimes we um, I think this is what again. This is me flying around. Vanessa, just land. Tell me to shut the the engines off and land the plane. But I think. <laughs> as a church leader um, we are to make it really easy for people to be generous and make it really easy for people to be connected, to be the solution to so many problems in our backyard. I, I don't want the church to ever be a middleman. I don't want like, Hey, just give us, you know, be generous to us and we'll take care of the needs. It's like, no, no, no. We need to expose you to what is happening in the world. And Jesus, you know, Um, never was there the intention of the church being the middle person. Uh, The church needs to expose people that there are issues, but we are the solution. Um, and so this, this is what gets me so fired up. Vanessa is like, the church is so disunified right now and so divided. And if we go back to Jesus's last prayer, It wasn't about prosperity. It wasn't about anything that we would think. It was about unity. It was about unity among believers. And this is what could be so beautiful about the church. If there's unity within, there's people on the outside that would say, man, I want to be a part of an organization that loves each other, forgives each other, is able to be right or left and still be able to move forward. And so I think as a church, um, as church leadership, we are to help people say, hey, there is a human trafficking crisis in in the world. Yep. Um, it's in our own backyard. I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that say, "Hey, I want to help out with that." Where is this stuff taking place? And I'm like, right here in our own backyard. No, 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 no. no. It has to be in like a Middle Eastern country or something. Okay. I'm like, no, no, no. It's right here. So I I think what we've done is we dehumanize it. We've distanced ourselves Mm -hmm. and we've made it harder in our minds to get connected. It's like if we're doing our job as a church, my job, my responsibility is to expose people to the issue, make an easy on ramp to get involved. Right. And so just like two weekends ago, we had a love local action day. Mm -hmm. People, now you're going to get me fired up, Vanessa. (laughs) People want, People want to wear the T-shirt that says "Love Local," but not live it. And yeah. so it's like yeah. we don't have time; we're too busy. We have this, this, and this. I'm I'm not talking about people that don't believe in Jesus. I'm talking about people in the church that are yeah. are just kind of complacent and and use it as excuses. Like the first step I would tell people is always, "Hey, if your local church." Um, it, whether you're involved or not involved, cannot get you connected to a problem or cannot get you connected to a local school or an issue that's happened. Go figure out somewhere else to, to get involved. Right. If you walk up to some of these schools that are marginalized, that that have kids that are that are needing attention and families. I, I don't know of one principal that would say, uh, yeah, we can use you. We need we need 14 after school tutors right now. Yeah. Right? So. I think it's a matter of do we have the space to respond in our life Come when on. the Holy Spirit comes a knocking? Are we ready or are we not ready? But we filled our lives with so many excuses. Churches mm-hmm. become an activity. Generosity yeah. has become an activity, and once something becomes an activity, it's like we choose what's important and what what holds what's the most important thing in our life right now. And yeah. so, I think for me as a leader. I'm going to try to do the best I can to lead people in a way where I'm saying, hey, yes, Jesus wants to transform your life. And yes, Jesus wants to be the good news. Jesus wants to change the landscape in your home, in your workplace, in your neighborhood, in your in in your city. um, And you are the solution. And so how do I connect people to that as the answer?
3: Yeah, that's so good. So so good. I was I was just thinking about a story that um it might have been Carrie. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not 100% sure. but I believe it was Carrie was sharing with with me that in a school nearby her, um this, you know, the teachers didn't have coffee. They didn't have tea. They didn't have uh, you know, in their in their staff lounge and they were so grateful that someone had dropped off some coffee and some tea and Um, I I can't remember. It was like it was pretty basic stuff like light bulbs and stuff like that. And you'd just be surprised. Like these teachers are working with the most minimal supplies. And I was just thinking like um, here and, you know, near my I live in a pretty nice area. And I think the teachers are treated pretty well here, but I'm not sure, you know, so. Just taking the time to see, like, hey, what do you guys have in your lounge? Could you use a bouquet? Could you guys use, like, every Thursday if I dropped by, like, some a carafe of coffee and some creamer? Would that be a blessing to you? I mean, it's, it only costs me $10, $15, um, 20 bucks and a little bit of time, maybe 30 minutes, an hour. And you know, you, heck, you could even DoorDash it to them if <laughs> you don't have the time. Go on, just, just the this the heart of it, right? I love it. I love what you guys are doing, and uh, you're inspiring me to even, you know, think like love local, right? Love local. So, um, I love that. Uh, appreciate you. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll come back and talk about ways that people can get engaged with some of the things you're doing. And we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
1: To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors.
5: This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com.
1: Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell.
3: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We, again, have just been having a great time talking with my friend, Clint, and appreciate you so much for being on the show. And uh, how can people get plugged into Love Local efforts?
4: Yeah. um, Well, I I would say this at first. I'm going to take advantage of my time here. Um, I would, first of all, get involved with Love Never Fails. Um, I would get on your website. I would, um, I do this quite frequently, and it, or I'll just text Vanessa out of the blue, I'm like, "Hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. What's what's going on? What are the needs?" Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's the first thing I would do. Is you know, if people are listening to this and want to help, um, I would do that. And then I love that you mentioned New City Church, who we're partnered with in Oakland. That was our first full support church plant that we were we we had the opportunity to be a part of with Gabe and Carrie Garcia in Oakland and what they're doing in the Laurel district district is pretty amazing. Um, I would visit their website. Um, they, they are very clear on there on how to get involved. Um, you know, they're doing a lot with their local school. Um, they're really trying to help revitalization in their community, which I think is always cool. Um, for us, I always tell people is like love start where you live, right? If you want to, you want to love local start where you live. If, if the i'm assuming i'm talking to people that are probably christ followers on this maybe some that are not but we live in the most unchurched, de population in the U.S., in the San Francisco Bay Area. Less than 3% of people would actually call themselves church-going Christ followers. Less than 3%. Mm-hmm. So it's not about going to a church. It's not about starting a new church that's great and vibrant. Those are all great things. But if we, if we really practice and do what Jesus says, Jesus boils it down to loving local. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, my neighbor. You, if you're a church going person, just do this quick activity. Is like, who are the people that surround you? The part, your neighbor to the left, right, and front, and then back, um, and maybe the kitty corner. So maybe eight people total. Do you know their first name? Mm-hmm. Right. Do you know their last name? And if you want to go to the next thing, is like, do you know? Um, do you know what their their career is? And then the last, the third question I always ask people is what is one need that they might have that you could actually fulfill? Mm. Most 95% of people would say, I have no idea what their last name is. I have no idea what their job is. And I would, how would I ever figure out what a need is? I strategically take out my garbage cans when I know my neighbors are going to be out. Mm. Uh, My wife and I prayed our neighborhood today, Lord, show us needs in our neighborhood that we could actually meet. What are some things that are actually happening? So I always tell people, start where you live. A lot of times we want to bungee into places and do do something and then go back home. It's like Mm. live, love people where you're at. And then if you're doing that well, it's like. How do I get involved with something? I always say our love local action days are more corporate responses. It's like where we can do more good with more. Mm -hmm. And so it's local schools. It's the love never fails projects. It's the love local action days where we're going into, you know, other areas and helping we're bringing community together. My design for that, or my hope and, and, and desire for that is that people are exposed to like, wow, I could be doing this in my own neighborhood. So we never make things too complicated. Yeah. Right. So I actually get a glimpse of like, I could take a meal to my family, Right, my dinner table, at least once a month, maybe once a week, if we're crazy needs to reflect what future heaven is going to look like Amen. different ethnicities different nationalities, different foods. Like if you can put people around a table, that's your future friendship. And Ooh. so I just think that's the way that we start. And that's the way we begin.
3: Amen. Well, I, I, I love that. Uh I like you said, that's the picture of church. And I'm so grateful for you and the whole Easttown family. If you want to learn more about Easttown, you can do so by going to www.easttown. That's E-A-S-T-O-W-N dot church. And there uh there's some, you know, hybrid opportunities for you to check them out and on-demand opportunities on their Facebook and their Uh, website. So please do check them out. I want to encourage a few of uh, those of you are listening to uh, about two events that we have coming up on um, January the 14th. We are having our fight for love healing conference and everyone is invited. It is a free event. We will have a taco truck come out uh, at noon at the noon hour. So please bring a couple of some pocket change for that. Um, But we are going to spend some time Um, experiencing praise dance, experiencing a song. And uh, we're going to have a viewing, a screening of a movie short on human trafficking. Uh, We're going to learn about prayer and outreach. And so you want to definitely want to be there nine to five, at Faith Fellowship Church, 577 Manor Boulevard in San Leandro, again, on the 14th. So please mark your calendars. There is an event right there. And also our gala, our annual gala is on March the 11th. Um, that evening, 5.30 until 8 o'clock. And uh, we'd love for you to come uh, purchase your ticket uh, on our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events. And you can also be a sponsor. We have a a platinum, gold and silver sponsorships and we would love your support of the work that we're doing. Our keynote speakers will be public health, uh, Alameda County Public Health Director, uh, Kimmy Watkins. And also we will have um, a survivor leader, just an amazing um, um, speaker, uh, will be coming to talk, uh, Elizabeth Kuros. Uh, and we're so grateful for both of them and for all of you. So I hope to see you there. And, of course, we're going to end our time together by just reminding you, if you haven't heard it before or if you need to hear it again, always remember that you are loved.
1: Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio.